Mike, check one, two, one, two. Ah, me. Test. Checking Paul's mic. Paul's mic at this volume. Wait. This is his whisper. <laughs> okay. Okay. Today on the Geek Out Podcast, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. gets a Season 7 renewal before Season 6 starts. And there might be another season of Daredevil. Fingers crossed, it will be without Karen Page. Who's making music for the new Star Wars theme park? And new Fantastic Beasts movie, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Wait, who are you? Kirsten. Okay. Let's geek out. The podcast. Hi, everybody. Yay. It's the Geek Out Podcast, episode eight. We have the fullest of full houses that we have ever had in here. It is warm. It is stuffy. We're all going to get sick. Uh, let's start with our very special guest over in, in the quarantine corner. Who yes. are you? I'm Kirsten James. I don't know what else you want to know. <laughs> right, of course. You, yes. Nobody listens to the podcast, so you don't know the format. You say say who you are, say when, you know, what you do here, when we can hear you, anything else that you okay. do. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm Kirsten James. Uh, you can listen to me on the Weekend Zone. What else do you want to know? I don't know. Uh, Art Aronson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, you can find me on the QN Zone as a reporter. Uh, I do nothing else here. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Pacino. You guys are supposed to billboard yourselves like this. Paul Pacino, Afternoon Zone, PJ Party Podcast. Uh, and uh, one time I was in a parade. I think we were all in that parade, dude. So it's something that's very special. Uh, why okay. do you test your mic? Just talking. And then once we start, you yell. Sorry, sorry. Anyways, you guys ever been in a parade? Yes. Yeah, we were all in the parade last yeah, last Pride with you. That's the kind of stuff you got to tell, Kirsten. You got to yeah. really well, I haven't been billboard in a yourself. You got to really uh, sell your own buttons there, if you know what I'm saying. I haven't been in a parade. I don't think anybody knows what you're saying. You haven't been in a parade. No, I haven't been in a parade. Let's make sure we get Kirsten. Because the parades are on the weekend when oh, I'm on the air. Right. Mm, Let's endeavor true. to get Kirsten in a parade. I'll take a shiver. I'll cover <laughs> for you so you can be in a parade. I Thank love you. it. That's great. Brian. Uh, Brian, DJ Boitano. You can hear me in the afternoon zone, uh, 5 o'clock weekdays for the mixtape. Otherwise, in this podcast. Nice. We have Kirsten James, our super special guest, and Harry Potter fan, yeah, Potterhead. Potterhead, yeah. Super fanatical Harry Potter fan. And uh, we are going to talk about Fantastic Beasts, the crimes of Grindelwald. And I'm going to leave because apparently I'm the only person in the room who hasn't seen the movie. Oh, really? Are yeah. you concerned that we're going to spoiler it for you? Uh, yeah. Oh. There are some big spoilers. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're totally going to spoil it. Okay. Right? Why didn't you come Place. with us? I totally didn't even realize it was a thing. And honestly, I had in my head. You didn't invite him. In my oh, head, okay, you didn't invite him. Oh, but in my head, like Kirsten James's spot was supposed to be last week, and we were gonna we were gonna speculate. Oh, and I would have been fine to speculate, but and then yeah, it started small, and then everybody ended up seeing the movie, and Sorry. I just didn't. And then I got to... sick, and then I stayed sick. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Sorry, bud. Just yeah, I'll just be outside. I'm gonna go to the soundproof booth. Bye, everyone. Well, Bye. we can. You know what? So, here I'm back. Yeah, yeah. We could uh, do a non-spoiler review first. Sure. I'm going to yeah, put my headphones we, back on yeah. and hang out for this non-spoiler review. Yay. Okay, non-spoiler. Remember, I'm we're trying to think of how to, Yeah, okay. Can I start and just say, what a mess, my God. Okay, yeah. What, what an about. absolute mess this thing was. <laughs> Uh-oh. Holy smokes. Did you like the first movie? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like that much either because, uh, I don't know. 
Look at Eddie Redmayne is a, a lovely person, but why doesn't he look anybody in the eye? That's a character trait, number one. Number two, mumble, mumble all the time. Yell at me for yelling, but at least you can hear what I'm talking about. He's mumbling. Half the words are made up spells, and the other half are names of animals that don't really exist. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about half the time. Okay, <laughs> number two. Um, was that, that was all number two. one? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. No, and then this one too, like, no, I like these characters, but also I don't really care about these characters. And I'll say, as a mess goes, the two characters I did care about were Dumbledore and Grindelwald, and they're hardly in the movies. I don't know if that's a spoiler. But okay, I don't know. There was just so much else going on, and none of it was really all that interesting. Came out of nowhere. Um, Rowling wrote the whole thing, and there were parts of it where I was like, you know, if this was in your book, I'd be annoyed with you about how just like exposition-y, talky it is. But uh, now it's in a movie, and I'm double annoyed, and nothing's really happening. And and I said to Brian on the way out, I was like, well, the next one will be good, because I love, and Kirsten, you can speak to this maybe, I love the, the whole idea of... You know, it's a story of uh, Dumbledore and he fights Grindelwald and he gets the Elder Wand. That's the incredible, awesome, super fun backstory elements that just, that's all we know from the Harry Potter series. As a backstory, works amazingly. I wanted to maybe see a little bit of that fleshed out in this movie, but they didn't. So I thought, I said to Brian, well, the next one will be good. If this is going to be a trilogy, fine. The next one will be more about, it'll be very similar to the way that uh, Dumbledore as an old man held Harry Potter defeat Voldemort. In the next movie of this, it'll be very similar. It's Dumbledore, who I love. Jude Law was amazing in it. It'll be that, helping uh, Newt as kind of a new Harry Potter, uh, helping to defeat to Grindelwald. That will be the interesting part of this trilogy. And then Brian goes, oh, dude, they're making five they're of these making things. five. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> this whole table play-setting movie? And they're not even going to get to the good shit next? I got to sit through two more of these play-setting movies before Paul. hopefully there's a climax? Paul should have gone last. Paul should have gone last. Mess. Clearly. What a mess. So that's all I'll say about that. Kirsten, <laughs> you, I will say you're the pop Paul, Paul was a little bit louder than that when I told him it was five movies. <laughs> yeah, I was. In the theater. Yeah. They just made that decision, too, like, last year. It was originally supposed to be a trilogy. And then I guess, you know, the numbers came in from Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. And they were like, ooh. We can make more money. Five. Milking the cow to death. Yeah. I think think the problem, um, like, I'll go on record and say I, I liked it as a transitional movie. And I... And hate transitional movies. Like I hated um, the Last Jedi when I first saw it. Like to compare it to Star Wars, but it, because it is, it's got that like almost middle child syndrome mm-hmm. of a movie, even though it's not the middle child. Because it's just it's telling a story to get somewhere else, and it kind of yeah, I totally agree. It ends up being a mess in between because like nothing's resolved, nothing's wrapped up, nothing really happens. You walk out of the movie going, well, what? Why did that even exist? That being said, I think Fantastic Beasts, what you said, it does have, it has a Newt Scamander problem. And the problem is the first Fantastic Beasts movie was great. It was so fun and you get introduced to these new beasts and this character of Newt and how much he cares about the animals. And it's this kind of fun world that is separate from Harry Potter. It's a wizarding world movie, right? right? It's not a Harry Potter movie. And then in this movie, no spoilers, but yeah, they try to work in a story that many Potterheads already know about how Dumbledore defeats Grindelwald. So suddenly you have Newt Scamander, who's supposed to be the main character of this movie, 
And then you like tease fans with, oh, here's Dumbledore. Here's a story, you know. There's the Elder Wand. Not a spoiler. No, I know. I know. Um, and, and then Newt's just like this side character. Like, how do you call it a Fantastic Beast colon movie? Huh. And now it's going to transition basically back into a Harry Potter movie. Like, I think there, there's an issue there. Definitely. And I'll get into that more when we get into spoiler area. This is good yelling, everyone. I like this. This is good. Art, my biggest problem with this movie was the characters that were in the first one, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. I watched it like the night before seeing oh, this one. Nice so, and fresh. Yeah, it was fresh. And I was like, all of those characters, even Newt, who's like the main character, did not have to be in this movie. Exactly. Oh, yeah. man. There were, they were like, yeah, like she said, side characters. They just existed to be there mm-hmm. because they had already been introduced. Like the Jacob guy. I'm like, why is he in this movie? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And why and why is his girlfriend in this movie as well? Yeah. I they, think I have an idea about why that is though, is because Rowling probably with this whole new series really probably wanted to keep it different than Harry Potter. If this the whole point of these Fantastic Beasts movies simply was, like I said, like a Dumbledore acting as a um, a mentor, you know, coaches up this younger person, in this case Newt, to defeat a dark wizard. That's exactly Harry Potter all over again. So you kind of have to, you're just trying to differentiate in that way, but that's kind of, that's what's interesting. It's suffering also from like prequel syndrome in this way as well. You're trying to tell a story that is not good enough to be told as the main story. It only works as prequel to the Harry Potter saga, saga. And, um, and that's it. You're trying to differentiate and make it different. Whereas, like, just do that. Yeah, if they just, just made, do if they had just made a young Dumbledore, the story of Dumbledore and yeah. how he defeats Grindelwald, I think that would be a different thing. Like, they could yeah, have done yeah, yeah. Fantastic Beasts as a standalone, like like Rogue One. I keep I keep comparing it to Star Wars, but like that's yeah, the yeah, easiest yeah. thing I do. Mm-hmm. They could have done it. Fantastic Beasts. Here's Newt. Here's, you know, it's your a Rogue wizarding one. world story. Yes. yes. Uh, Perfect. Right. Great subtitle. That's what it could have been. And then they could have done, you know, the trilogy or whatever of Dumbledore defeating Grindelwald. And sure, Newt could show up. Why not? Sure, yeah. But like, yeah, like Art said, it, it just like all of those characters from the first movie are basically shoved into this secondary story that is so like almost wholesome compared to this dark story that is going on beside it. Mm. Like This is really interesting. Huh? This is going to be an interesting uh, bit yeah. of knowledge for me to go into this movie it with. It just had studio written all over it. Like, you're trying to build this world, and it's just like yes. you're trying to cram so much into this movie, and you're just like, why? why? Under, under the wrong banner, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. We only care about a couple of characters, really, you know? And you Dumbledore. can make new characters. Like, sure, you can, yeah, but that's the thing. The, the second you... Um, as a studio or as a movie, dangle Dumbledore in front of Potterheads, you're going to be like, that's all I see. It's like the shiny, yeah. it's like you're a cat, and it's like the shiny like catnip you see. You're like, what? what's this other story? Dumbledore? Sorry, no. I'm ignoring everything else that's going on, because all I want to know is this story now. Um, so that's definitely an issue. I think it's uh, that the Fantastic Beast stuff is not enough to carry a series. Like I said, it was barely enough to keep my interest through the first one of these movies. I really only perked up interest when, at the end of the first Fantastic Beasts, uh, Johnny Depp shows up as Grindelwald. I'm like, ooh, now you got me, because that's where the story is. That is that uh, there's a dark wizard that needs taking down. That's mm-hmm. what's interesting. I'm not watching three to five movies about <laughs> Newt wandering around. It's like, this is a different type of smart, smart, smart. What do you guys think of Newt? Like, 
do you do you think that he can like rival Harry Potter? Is it someone you can like get behind? With closed captions, maybe. Oh, <laughs> yeah, really? Because oh, I could. Because and that's the thing is, I watched the first Fantastic Beasts. I didn't watch it in theaters. I actually ended up watching it on TV, and I had had to have the closed captioning on to kind of understand <laughs> what the fuck he was saying. <laughs> and in this one, in the movie theater, he'd say, "Have a line," and then kind of like look down like the corner of his eye and be like, "What did he just say? Did he say a spell, or was he speaking in English?" <laughs> yeah. I think the accent doesn't help either, right? So, uh, yeah. It's like yeah. a really thick accent, and then he's kind of mumbling. I kind of compared him when I was talking to Paul Newt. What's his last name? Scarmander. Scarmander. Scarmander, yeah. I thought he's kind of he's <laughs> cool. like a cross between... Uh, what's the name of the the wand maker, the famous wand maker? Ollivander. Ollivander. I think he's kind of... Because he's kind of aloof and weird... But he's also like Hagrid, so he's like a cross between those uh-huh, two characters. Sure. Fun Harry Potter fact. Do you, know, wanna, you wanna know who's a descendant of Newt Scamander? Mm. Luna Lovegood. It's okay. his great great granddaughter. Nice. So oh, well, that's super good. Yeah. Anyway, that's how that's my crazy take on him. I just think he's also, like a cross what, between those two characters. That's what you get for casting a Hufflepuff as your main character. Oh, Whoa, shots fired. <laughs> let's, let's all go, go around the room. All, yeah, thank you. <laughs> let's exactly do this. Right, you go ahead. I, I'm a Ravenclaw. Wait, how do you know? Wait, what? We, I didn't... I've been sorted. You haven't... You got Okay, so clearly I, some of us haven't sorted ourselves. Oh. So you don't know what house well, you are, Brian? you're not a Ravenclaw, no. then. And you don't know what house you are, Arch? Not. Okay, so I'm how do we do this? Can we do, so go, go to Pottermore.com. You can't do it right now. It'll, it'll take, take a while. Oh, yeah, take don't, a don't do it now. It's a serious thing, guys. But <laughs> at some point, go to Pottermore.com and go to sorting and find your house. Paul, what are you? I've never... I haven't been sorted, but I would imagine I'm a... He's a death What? Yeah. What do you mean? What? I, I don't know. You're, you're a fan. I, f- I figured you would have done this by now. No, I haven't done it, but I'm pretty sure I'm a Slytherin. Okay, the two-fifths of the people in this room who have been sorted. Kirsten. I'm also a Ravenclaw. Of course it's the Ravenclaws that have been sorted. Yeah. Jeez. Why, are they Incredible. nerds? Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty, pretty keen. Right? Nerd house. Yeah, keeners, right. Okay. Yeah. And then Hufflepuffs are what? They're like obsessed with treats or how's it go? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Is that what this Hufflepuff? No, no. First off, let me say Hufflepuffs get a bad rap. You know they they yeah. they they are classed as you know the well puffy you know they're 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 classes like the, the not not as cool as um you know and the Gryffindors are all about the glory right possibly right. possibly to a fault Gryffindors are like jock house Ravenclaws are like <laughs> they are no, Ravenclaw this is, good. is like nerd house yeah Hufflepuff is like the people that take like sewing. I don't know. Your home ec types. Home ec. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. And Slytherin. What would what would Slytherins be? We're villains. No, they're no, not no, no. Find, find, a, find a comparison. They're, amb- they're cunning and ambitious. Cunning like ambitious. They're yes, the, like most of the time, they're what? They're the goths. Yeah, sure. Yeah, they're, they're the, the goths, goths in school. Yeah, nobody likes the Hufflepuffs. Yeah. So that's what I thought. But they that's like the thing, like hard no. work and dedication. I know tons of great Hufflepuffs, and uh, it's, I, I, I think it's a—it's not a misnomer, but it's just like because people who are Hufflepuffs kind of don't like it. They—they're a little embarrassed to say. Um, but there's some damn cool people. I think I don't like and they them like because treats. <laughs> okay, <geez. laughs> we're just starting our own. The sorting hat gets near them. Is like I smell chocolate. Oh, <laughs> Keep going, Art. That goof from Twilight played the Hufflepuff guy. That's why I didn't like him. Oh, sure, no. that's right. Cedric. Diggory. He was Cedric Diggory. Diggory, Diggory yeah. was a Hufflepuff? I thought yeah. he was no. Gryffindor. No, Diggory's a Hufflepuff. Yeah. I thought he was... Oh, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Kirsten would know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That's kind of right, why we'll I don't like them. Are we going to get into spoiler territory now? Yeah, I think we should. Yeah. Bye, everybody. I love bye, you. Bye, I love you. I'll come get you in bed. Okay, thanks. I don't know where I'm going to go. I'll just wander aimlessly through the halls. All sad. Bye. Hello, everyone. This is a spoiler alert. Thank you. Spoilers! Okay, what do you guys want to complain about first? Well, you want to complain about the end. Like, I want to complain about the big spoiler at yeah, the end. Okay, yeah. yeah that's um, so the big spoiler at the end, of course, we find out that Credence, who, well, first of all, supposedly died in the first movie, but he didn't. Uh, Credence ends up being Aurelius Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. He's a Dumbledore. He's a Dumbledore. And, and also, Grindelwald says, and this is the part that irks me, says that, or at least alludes to it, that he is brothers with Albus Dumbledore. Oh, so he says not, the word brothers. He no says illusion. brother. So he didn't, like, that's not like a distant cousin. Yeah, right? Which, like, name. okay, I can get behind. So the thing is, the timeline of this makes no fucking sense. There's yeah. no way that he can be a Dumbledore. There's no way. Do you want me to get into the timeline? Do you want the background I would, please, on yeah, this? Yeah, nerd hard on this. Okay. So let me tell you the background on this. Okay, we gotta go back way back now um, to get into Dumbledore's history and the, the, the history of Dumbledore family. Mm-hmm. So Dumbledore's parents are uh, Kendra and Percival. Way back in 1891, and they have three kids, as far as we know. As far as all of the Harry Potter history goes, there mm-hmm. are three kids. There's Albus, Alberforth, and Ariana. Yeah. In 1891, wait, stop, Crimes of Grindelwald, is set in 1927. Yeah. Yeah. So in 1891, Percival, who is the dad, uh, is locked away in Azkaban. Oh. The reason why he's locked away in Azkaban is because some muggle kids uh, find Ariana and they attack her. Uh, she's about six, I think, at this point. Uh, they attack her and he goes and extracts revenge on them, essentially. Now, it's never, ever said in the original Harry Potter series, but basically Ariana... She's very, there's something wrong with her. We know this from the original Harry Potter series. We don't know what it is that's wrong with her. But now that we've seen Fantastic Beasts, we can assume that she's an Obscurial. The reason why we think she's an Obscurial is because they kind of talk about how something happened to her when she was really young. And this is the attack with the Muggles. And then she decides to not use her magic because she's afraid of using it because she's afraid of getting attacked again. And now we know that people that um, suppress their magic turn into Obscurials. So now we can kind of fill in the blanks that maybe Ariana is an ex- obscurial. Jenny West to the front desk. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Jenny, my co-host from the Afternoon Zone, she was doing dark magic. That's why. Oh, John did his classic <laughs> taking Can't five minutes phone. to hang up the phone. Yeah, good bit. So 1891. Here we go. D- Daddy Dumbledore is in Azkaban. So no making more babies for him at mm-hmm. all. Uh, in 1899, so eight years later, Daddy Dumbledore is still locked up in Azkaban. Kendra Dumbledore does not have another kid in the meantime. Uh, what happens is Ariana, something happens. We never know what it is, but Ariana and Ke- uh, Ariana kills Kendra oh. in an accident. So mom Dumbledore dies in an accident involving Ariana. And maybe again, an obscurial thing you're thinking? Exactly. Right. Filling in the blanks there. Maybe she blew up, whatever, something happened. So now Albus, who's just graduated from Hogwarts, has to come back to Godric's Hollow where they live and take care of his whole family. He's the oldest. So Albus comes back to take care of Ariana and Alberforth. This is when he meets Grindelwald. Mm-hmm. Grindelwald is there. They become like super best friends. Sidebar, maybe more than brothers. Yes. Lovers. <laughs> maybe. Uh, and basically Grindelwald uh, 
At this point, Albus Dumbledore, not the biggest fan of muggles, right? His little sister was attacked by muggles when they were when she was young. Because of this, the mom's dead. Not a big fan. Grindelwald and Albus Dumbledore kind of decide they're going to start some like muggle-hating thing. They don't like muggles. They want an anti-muggle campaign. Alberforth, in all of this, is the, uh, the person that is the voice of reason. And he's like, no, 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 Albus, what are you doing? What do you mean no muggles? What, where, are you, where are you going off to? Uh, because of this, they get in a big fight. Grindelwald used the Cretaceous curse on, Al- on uh, Alberforth. Cretaceous Cruciatus. Cru- the Cruciatus curse. Sorry. He's like, I thought he turned, he turned him into turned a clam. Into a dinosaur. <laughs> oh. oh, Cretaceous, yeah. yeah. <laughs> dinosaur. The Cruciatus curse. <laughs> and, uh. Crustacean? Crustacean. God damn it. Crustacean curse. We went four wrong words deep. <laughs> he uses it, and then this is the part where Albus Dumbledore steps in and helps his brother. And him and Grindelwald, that's where the break happens. That happens in 1899. But during this, there is like an errant magic spell gets thrown by one of them. We don't Mm. know which person, but somebody accidentally hits Ariana and kills her. Mm -hmm. This is in 1899, the same year that Kendra died. Credence, getting to the point here, Credence was born in 1901. So there's no way that he can be a brother of Dumbledore unless, like, I mean, there's no, unless, like, a a Death Eater turned, like, a side eye to the dad getting down in Azkaban with somebody. Like, there's no way this kid can exist. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Like, is there a conjugal visit trailer at Azkaban? I have a theory, though. Okay, let's hear it. Okay. So Grindelwald, he thinks he can't have a fight with Dumbledore. Right? Because they yep. made this pact. They made a blood pact. So he has this wonder kid mm-hmm. who's uh, whatever he is. I don't, I don't, I can't. Obscurious? Obscurious, yeah. Obscurial. So who has a chance of taking down Dumbledore. So he has to give this kid a reason to take down Dumbledore. Oh. This gives him a re- even if it's not true, That's that he's not a Dumbledore. That isn't right. Well, except that, except that he's holding a That's reaching a phoenix. little, but. Yeah, he does no, get he's that holding a phoenix. phoenix. Yeah. That shows up from nowhere, where it was just like all of a sudden, oh, he had okay, that little yeah. bird. And that's the thing, is that if you're going to have like an Empire Strikes Back-esque twist, yeah. it's and, and then kind of go back on it in the third movie, like I was saying mm-hmm. to you, it's like starting Return of the Jedi with Yoda telling uh, Lou Skywalker he was lying. You know, yeah, fucking with you he was. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's it's essentially just going back on it, which yeah. I don't think they'd be dumb enough to do. That's the only theory I had, but now that you... I forgot about the Phoenix. Damn. It just... It doesn't make <laughs> sense that in any of the Harry Potter lore that you haven't heard... Of Aurelius before it doesn't make sense that they would just scrub him from history and like I want to have faith that J.K. Rowling knows what she's doing because she wrote this right like mm-hmm. this is yeah, canon she wrote it but then George Lucas wrote the prequels <laughs> I, don't <know>. yeah. <laughs> I don't know yeah it's concerning isn't it mm-hmm. well there's lots of other like so the movie there, there there's lots of other things that shouldn't happen um, like Newt Accio's a 
uh, uh, the, the nifflet, yeah. which you shouldn't be able to do. That's not yeah, something that you should be able to do. It's a living, breathing thing. Yeah. You can't do that. But I can get behind. So there's a couple other things that like fans have complained about. Like, for instance, uh, the uh, the uh, Unbreakable Vow. Mm-hmm. So that guy has um, scars all over his hand. They're like, well, he's obviously done an Unbreakable Vow. But we know from watching Harry Potter that when Narcissa Malfoy does mm-hmm. the Unbreakable Vow with Snape, there's no there's no like physical evidence mm-hmm. left behind. However, this is 1927. We can assume, hopefully, that maybe magic has progressed since then in the Harry Potter movies of the 80s, right? So maybe an unbreakable vow in 1927 did leave a mark. Mm -hmm. And maybe they figured out how to not do it. Maybe in the 1920s, they were like, yeah, Accio, whatever you want. And then they were like, well, actually, things die when you Accio them in their living. That Niffler was pretty fucked up in the end. (laughs) Is it true? Is that Accio killed living things? Well, the, the like science in uh, inverted commas, the science behind it is that um, because it's moving at light speed, so if I Accioed something from like a, across the planet, it's going to get here in a couple seconds, so it's like moving at light speed. Wow. So if you Accioed a living thing, you would probably kill it. Right, okay. Right, so I'm okay. I'm just going to, like, I'm going to assume that, okay, maybe the spells have changed, like the outfits that Hogwarts did, which, oh my gosh. <laughs> so fan service, though, the second I saw Hogwarts, <laughs> and I heard, yeah, like, the music of, like, the original movies, like, I was I was crying. Like, I was like, oh my god, it's Hogwarts. Yeah. Like Dallas sitting <sighs> next to me was doing the same thing. Yes. It was amazing. Like, yes, that right. fan service was so great, and it was, but, but then, like, like I said earlier, that's all I cared about after that. I was like, just take me back to yeah, Hogwarts. And that's the thing, is that it kind of ruins the Fantastic Beast story mm-hmm. to the point where it's like, anytime anytime a beast shows up, you're just like, oh look, there's a beast. It was probably there because they called this movie Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. You know? I wonder yeah. what's going on at Hogwarts. What are yeah. some of these sides? <laughs> yeah. What are some of these side stories going on in this movie though? Like Newt's brother's fiance. Oh, and that's God. the thing is like tossing a baby into the like what? What? So they the what? They, cr- they have all these side characters to that links up to this new story that they don't do a good enough job of getting me to give a shit about. Yeah, you know, like well, the, all these people, and I, you know that that scene in the kind of in the tomb where you're finding out Lita Lestrange's story, yeah. and then the other guy's like, "Well, here's my story." Mm-hmm. I kind of nodded off during that yeah. scene <laughs> where I woke up and was like. Fuck now! I don't know who this guy is. Yet. <laughs> yeah, those like it was a mess. Like I will give that uh, definitely to Paul. Like it, there were so many side stories going on, and like the thing about the whole Fantastic Beasts subplot, which is really it was put down to being a subplot, mm-hmm. is that you have all these like, yeah, why is Jacob there chasing Queenie? And like the whole fucking Newt Scamander subplot is basically he is chasing after Tina mm-hmm. to let him know that she saw a newspaper wrong and he's not engaged. Yep. That's literally what yeah. he is there to fucking do while we have Geralt Grindelwald fucking killing a baby. Like, the, like, those scenes are side by side. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah, and he's like, I'm not going to pick a side. I'm not, I know I've got my, like, favorite high school teacher of all time on one side and a baby murderer <laughs> on the other, but I don't, I'm all just down with beasts. Yeah. Leave me alone. I won't pick a side. I'm not going to get political. Yeah. I'm not going to engage in your politics. Well, the movie started out like a house on fire, though. Did not, like, it was great, the I start. I love the start of the movie. You know what? Yeah, I kind of had an issue yeah. with the start, though. Because, okay. like, you could take some and disapparate and go to all sorts of different places in the world. Yeah. 
But then you got to transport uh, a high-level fucking prisoner with a bunch of horses in a carriage? Yes. Astros. That seemed to me like the, the director's being like, I really like the scenes in the Batman movies where they have to do a tris- prison transfer. Let's do that. We've got a guy in prison. Let's do that. I'm sorry. Did you see the new Halloween? Like, who thinks it's a good idea to transfer anybody on Any Halloween? Prisoner, <laughs> I know. Like, I'm pretty, do you know the history of Halloween? Like, just wait another day. It was just like that. But I mean, I loved it. I loved, um, I think the, the second movie had more action. I was more interested yeah, in it. True. I didn't even see the first Fantastic Beasts in theaters. Oh, whoa. No, because, like, I I love Harry Potter. I love the world, but I, I wasn't intrigued to go see it. And this one, I, I did go see, and I did enjoy it more, but I think it's because it had more elements of that original story that I like. Can I say why I think it is the mess to the level that it is, is that um, uh, J.K. Rowling Let's let's you know blow the sunshine directly where it's deserved for her is that what's amazing about Harry Potter in that first series of seven books is how interconnected everything is how many threads um, not just the main one which is like Harry versus Don- or, uh, Voldemort there is so much going on so Dickensian the amount of characters and plots and threads that are going on interconnected perfectly. Uh, massaged and canonized throughout that series. It is a modern piece of perfect art, those seven books. All right, now this is a little bit in the past, and uh, we're not quite done, again, milking the cow to death. So they're like, here, we're going to give you a trilogy. Just give us a prequel. Give us whatever you want. And she's like, all right, well, how about News Commander? We'll do that, you know. Um, And she's trying. What I really felt in this one, especially if they just gave her two extra movies with this guy, she's like... I'm still that good, and I'm still going to have a million things going on. I'm still going to keep 30 balls up in the air, mm-hmm. juggling them all at once. I'm going to write it like I, I wrote kinda the I kind of blame the studio more, though. Right? No, eh, but it's just like but giving her that like free reign. It was the same thing with George Lucas and the prequels. Yep. No one was there to be like, George, this doesn't work. You're doing too many things. You're an idiot. He was just doing everything. Same with Rowling now, too. They were just like, yeah, we want more, 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 and keep it as complicated as Harry Potter was, and letting her have free reign. If she would just... Just focus up, make it a simple story, a streamlined, one basic story, way better. Uh, should we give our like scores for this before we go get Bud? Oh, do I have to I had to come up with a score? Out of what? I gave it I, I have an arts worthless review. I do it on Twitter all the time. And I always uh, give out of ten. Okay, what's your score? Oh, I gave it a five out of ten. Oh. <laughs> oh. I gave it a seven. Yeah, I, I'm I like. Be- I'm in between. Maybe I like a it. six. There, like to me, I I like the way it was. It was done. I, uh, you know, and my kid enjoyed it too. Just like on the surface, there are just little things that I also had issues with. Like one of the things too is like. I got so turned around in in terms of like, okay, are we looking at all this shit that's going wrong and happening right now in the magical version of Paris, or are we Mm, in actual Paris? Because like, they'll Mm. go to this thing inside a statue in there, all of a sudden in this magical portion of the the city, um, but then, you know, all sorts of things like... Big black veils are being covered around buildings. A giant fire dragon is going to destroy the city. I don't know. Like, I got completely turned around, lost in terms of, like, where is this happening right now? Yeah, you know, like, totally. like little things like that that didn't seem to be explained to me that just took me out of it yeah. more times than not. Outside of that, I was, 
entertaining, except for the part where I fucking fell asleep. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> Paul, give it a score. Okay, um, two scores. The scenes with Jude Law as Dumbledore and yeah. Johnny Depp as Grindelwald's 10 out of 10. Those scenes, if you could edit the movie down to seven minutes with those two perfectly cast people in those in their roles, those scenes, 10 out of 10. Great ad- adaptation of uh, Dumbledore, right? Entire rest of the movie, zero, nothing, garbage, light it on fire, terrible, I hate. So well, it's I just a five. Heard that from so it's a five. <laughs> he gives it a five. I almost think like you can't even rate the movie until we see the next one. Like It's, I, it's almost like uh, a half rating until you that's see how the next you kind one. Of, why can you give it a seven? You can't give it a seven because if that's the, the case. The, the, I don't know. The Harry Potter bits uh, of it. Yeah. I do agree with you about Dumbledore. The Grindelwald thing is a little bit... I, I see Johnny Depp. It, he, oh. He's like this character to me that's supposed to be this like silvery tongue like he he can convince anybody to do anything just with his charm but then you give him like a shaved head bleached hair, a fucked up eye I don't know. I think I see a little bit too much. Like they're like, let's get Johnny Depp in here and let's make him up. Let's let's put on a costume on him. I, but, you know. I gotta say though, Johnny Depp. I was like, aside from all of his like personal things, yeah, I was actually, there was controversy. There's around a lot that, of controversy yeah. Yeah. around that. And yeah. yes, I wish that we could uh, just have Colin Farrell back. But uh, <laughs> I see. I thought Colin Farrell would have been a really good version of like because it's just. He's that much more charming yep. looking. Even, but they obviously you know? they wanted Johnny Depp, right? Yeah. It's Disney and Johnny Depp's their cash cow. But I do have to say this: before seeing the movie, I was really afraid of what Johnny Depp was going to be like as Grindelwald. But I'm I'm really happy to say that he did not Johnny Depp the role. He didn't go too far. It wasn't ridiculous. It wasn't like he just. It was really understated. And I did like his performance as Grindelwald because yeah. it could have been so much worse. There were so many times where he did like just by like sucking in his cheeks or like uh, being a little bit more sulkin looking or whatever. Um, he like sold that he was this exact character, mm-hmm. this like 1920s evil dark wizard. He did more with just like what he did with his face. Um, or as much as uh, Ray Fiennes did as, as a Voldemort in the Harry Potter series, I found. I loved him as uh, yeah. Grindelwald. He's the best villain because he thinks he's the hero. And you can tell that. You Interesting. Know? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's what I liked about you know his who performance else thought the most. that too? What? Who? Hitler. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, it all takes place during the war, I was too, like, right? uh, It's funny because I, uh, I listened to Hitler a podcast and they're, they're getting ready for uh, this this movie. And so I kept t- talking to Paul and me like, oh, yeah, we're going to go. Uh, I think we'll go on Tuesday to see uh, Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Gay Wizard Hitler. <laughs> they called it that like one time in the podcast. And that's all I could think of now. Me too. Crimes of Gay Wizard Hitler. That's what he is. He is. So yeah. your score is a five as well. You've divided. Right, ten out of ten, and everything else was zero divided in half. Five. I stand by my score. Five is arc. like an average. Like I think ten yeah. is such a hard. Like I've had this conversation with people with movies before because I gave Black Panther six point five, and it was called oh. very bad things about it. But the thing is, five is an average movie, right? That's half. That's yeah. half. Five is average. Yeah. Five yeah. is. It wasn't great. Yeah. Six is above average. No, yeah. Kirsten. Five is a fail. No. Yeah, if you well, get 50% then what's a four? On, I'm with you, Kirsten. A, a worse fail. A thing what's has a three? To what's a two? What's a one? A worse and no. worse fail. On a test, if you get 50%, that's a D or an F. Mm. Yes, Well, then is. there's no point in there being a four, a three, a two, and a one. 
and a zero. She makes good points there. You I have to be at have least... done the scale out of five. Yeah, yeah. have to at least get to a five for it to be a pass is what I'm saying. Uh, Bud, have you, did you see any of the trailers for uh, Fantastic Beasts? No, I've been trying to keep this one spoiler free Oh, for me, okay. Because so. I can't, then I can't talk about Oh, sorry. No, 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 yeah. no. Okay. It was just, there was just one, um, <laughs> one controversial part that like, came out in, I think, like the, one of the final trailers. But Ooh. But yeah, no, I, no, I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, no, no, I appreciate that. I appreciate, I'll, I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. All right. That's it. We're done. Yay. Ding. All right. I'm back. Uh, what are we going to talk about now? It's, uh, let's go to Star Wars. Um, so Disney, we, we know they're building a Star Wars theme park. Like a, and, and oh, it looks huge My and amazing yeah. and so on point and theme and enveloping. And you're walking around this thing. Um, and there was this this new footage was unveiled with music, customly new made music by our musical hero and not the zone guy, John Williams, John with an H, the musical guy. Thoughts? The footage of the theme park itself, man, that really grabbed me. Because like, I uh, it was October of last year that I was in Disneyland, and we basically we could walk from. Uh, there was one day that myself, my sister Aiden and Elisa, we walked from our hotel uh, just across the overpass over to Disneyland. And when you're walking across the overpass, you can actually see construction. Oh, cool! On uh, the Star Wars land, so you see like. You know, cranes and stuff, and I'm like, oh, that's Star Wars land. I wonder what it's going to look like. Maybe it's, I hope it's not going to be smaller than you think. And, but then you see that, uh, the footage of Star Wars land, and it looks absolutely phenomenal. The other thing is, like, my kids now keep asking, oh, when are we going to go back to Disneyland? I want to <laughs> oh. go back to Disneyland. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm always telling them that this basically shuts them up. Is like, ah, Star Wars Land is being built right now, so we don't want to go back until it's built, right? Well That's done, exactly Dad. what well Johnny done. has been telling me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just to shut you up, person. Damn it. But, uh, yeah, I, I totally didn't realize it's 2019 is when it was going to be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when Episode Nine comes out, the, uh, the the ninth Star Wars film, that's it's going to coincide, the opening with Star wow. Wars. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's Star Wars Land California is opening summer 2019. Oh, that's right, and it's yeah. fall in Walt and Disney World. And it's fall in Disney World, and there's, lot, and there's no exact dates yet, because I, I know this because I want to go, because Johnny's been telling me we can't go until, until Star, Star Wars Land, Land yeah. opens. Uh, so there's no dates yet. Um, there's lots of speculation. Um, the newest speculation is, yes, it's going to, at least uh, in Florida, it's going to open to coincide with the release of Episode Nine. However, Disney fans and fanatics are saying that Disney would be nuts to do that because, of course, Episode Nine is coming out in December. Yeah, mm-hmm. and for Disney to open a new park and a new park that is highly regarded and looked forward to as this in the middle of its busiest season is crazy yeah. Hmm. madness. Yeah, so we don't know, but that but that is the going theory that they are going to open it in December. But everyone's like, "What?" <laughs> Which I agree nuts. with you. That's silly. That seems like just a suicide move. Yes. Do you know what I would do? Or encourage people to break the law right now um, try and break into the new Star Wars land because Don't can you this. imagine the views the- expressed by Paul Plastino because <laughs> <laughs> so um, like if they are setting it up to coincide with episode 9 what if there's like things from episode Ooh. 9 you know like ra- let's like pretend that episode 9 ends with I don't know like Ray cutting off Kylo Ren's arm and then uh, fireworks going off because the resistance wins right what if 
there's like a recreation of that going on there. What if there's a big banner that says like, you know, good job for cutting off Riley Keller Ren's arm, Ray, and fireworks. Just a banner. Sky. Just a banner just that a says banner, that. Right? Yeah. So you want to spoil yourself? Let's go on the uh, Ray actually has significant parents ride. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, totally. Like there would. What if there are things built in there that would be massive spoilers? Just. Because, you know, the internet is constantly looking for stuff. And who would know what direction J.J. is going in for this the final movie, Please this trilogy? Please save the movie, J.J. Yeah, he'll save it. Mm. Um, then, you know, they would probably tell the Imagineers or an in- Imagineers yeah. Yeah. what is going to happen in this final movie so they could make rides out of it. Undoubtedly. Well, you know what? Without your encouraging people to break the law, I'm sure <laughs> this stuff will leak. Because you know what? I, yeah. I think it would be uh, foolish of them not to build you know, things that, that dovetail from the movie into the attraction. Right. So undoubtedly, there's going to be spoilers in there. I mean, I remember there was a big controversy uh, when, uh, what was it, episode one? The soundtrack for episode one came out, and one of the track listing, one of the tracks was called The Death of Qui-Gon Jinn. Right. And people went <laughs> nuts, and that was way back in 1999 or whatever it was. So there's always going to be a way. People will find spoilers. Don't you worry. Art. <laughs> I'm not a huge yeah. theme park guy, what? but oh, I'm oh, sure... Oh, get out! <laughs> I don't care go. who is it. I don't like roller coasters. <laughs> no, no not art. really. And you don't like Karen Page, and oh, man. What? I have very good reasons for not liking okay, What's fine. your beef with theme parks? Uh, no, I don't have beefs with them. I just don't, like, I don't get excited when I'm in there. Did your parents not take you when you were a child? Uh, they didn't, no. There we go. No, That's the answer. <laughs> he's, he's grown up too fast. It's true. Uh, so, but I mean, obviously this looks cool. I would go there, maybe you'd be happy... <laughs> happy about it for like a few hours and then that's be it. Oh, I wear wow. smart looking shoes but they don't look too comfortable to spend a whole day waiting in lines. That's what I think it is. This is exactly oh. it. Get yeah. you a nice pair of like cushion soled Nike running shoes art and you'll have a fantastic time. Yeah. Clearly Paul has gotten to the root of everything here with this. <laughs> yes, it's all in the shoes. <laughs> what do we think of the name? Uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. What do we think of that name? Am I the only one who is not behind this name because oh. it's Sounds it's, like a phone. It makes exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it no, it's a phone. that's exactly the reason. Yeah. The Samsung. Brought to you by Samsung. The Samsung Galaxy oh. S9 Edge, for instance. The, the, in my opinion, some of the most annoying, you know, interface building in the world. Yeah. These are the phones where the screen wraps around the side. I have an, S, I have an S7 Edge, and uh, is that my, the exploding one? No, 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 that's the Note. Oh, okay. So, yeah. how often do you do you find yourselves holding the side of the phone mm-hmm. and accidentally firing things off the yeah. edge of your phone? Well, I'm used to it now. But when I first got it, yeah, my fat fucking hands <laughs> would just accidentally make a phone call or do something that's n- not what I'm trying to do. You so- need a pop socket, bud. What? Do oh, we- come on. How do you not know what a pop socket is, Kirsten? I, what is oh, it? So you, have little- the, you have the little, uh, like the oh, little yes, keyhole. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so they have things that are flat, and then you pop them up, and, um, oh, okay. and then you stick your fingers through there, and, and you can hold your phone without, you know, cramping your thumb up and everything. Oh. Um, so anyways, yeah, like that's, honestly, that's all I hear when I hear Galaxy's Edge. It's a cool name, but I'm just going to be thinking about a phone with bad you know, build, build to it. Team Apple on this side of the room doesn't have that issue. Yeah. No, I guess it's like not. it's not. What do you mean? It's not called the uh, iPhone X Seven. <laughs> Galaxy. Oh, I, I bet you you will have that issue in two years when Apple introduces oh! it. It's funny because it's true. Come on, oh, Apple okay. team, stick up for me over here. <laughs> it's Kirsten and Art are both it's Apple simple. people. I'm a simple man. <laughs> I'm a simple. Any other thoughts on this theme park? 
Can't wait. Um, great for uh, Disney. I think they're going to make their $4 billion back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Chewbacca backpack sold in the gift shop from having a Star Wars theme park. It's uh, fantastic. And for me, I was pretty much wrapped up with going back to Disneyland. I had gone like three times in my adulthood and was like, that's fine. If I ever have children, I'll go back. But now it's time for me to do some adult vacations. But you got me. You got me. I just when I thought it was out, you dragged me back in. I'll be visiting again as well. And nice. probably spending the entirety of my time in the Disneyland park. Yeah, I can't wait. I've uh, seen the trailer. It looks phenomenal. Just to like Im- be able to immerse yourself in that universe. Of course, I went to the Harry Potter at Universal this year, and I just absolutely loved it. It was just so magical. And that was Universal doing it, who, if anybody does something right, it's Disney. Disney, like, you go to their parks and their trash cans are themed. Like, it's not mm-hmm. just a normal trash. If you're in Frontierland, that is a Frontierland trash can. So I'm, I'm so excited for this Disney park. I am hopefully going to be going to both of them if, <laughs> if I can convince my husband. You mean Disneyland and Disney Next World? Next year. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well the, done. All of my holidays wow. are now revolving around going to these parks. Amazing. Yeah, and I and I and I am a big supporter of uh, Disney owning Star Wars as well because of just like all the merchandising. And I know it's a big cash grab, but like. I but can you can get, get some cool stuff. I can get so many cool Star Wars things that I couldn't get before because they weren't franchising and merchandising them properly. Does anybody know who Push is? No. Matchbox 20? As you were saying... Oh, please, no, please. Let's leave that in the past. Now, as you were saying about themed uh, trash cans... There was a trash can in Tomorrowland, the futuristic uh, Disney area. Um, and, of course, all the garbage cans, the flap says push on it. Right, yeah. There was a garbage can that took on the name push. It was a robot. It was a moving around, <laughs> talking to people, uh, sassy garbage can. That would, that it, was, it, was an, it was a character. That's it was hilarious. a walk-around character. I love and that. I learned only this year that push has been decommissioned, and it makes me very sad. Because honestly, I had a lot of fun interactions with push in my visits to, <laughs> to, to Disneyland. Do you know why there are so many garbage cans in Disneyland? I, I know why. Tell me why. It's something that every municipal government should think about. Walt Disney, when, Walt, when Disneyland was first opened, opened up, walked around observing the guests and found that people would walk no more than 30 paces to spit their gum out yeah. and was like, I will not have my beautiful Disneyland littered in shitty gum all over the sidewalks. So 30, you're never more than 30 paces away from a garbage can so that even as lazy as all us fat North Americans are, we will still walk. It is within our uh, ability and... Uh, uh, willingness to walk to a garbage can in Disneyland to spit our gum out. And you know, my, my sister and I, we were taking a break uh, when we were at Disneyland. Um, I think we were at California Adventure and we were just sitting on the park bench and uh, we saw somebody drop a wrapping, you know, piece of wrapping paper on boo. the ground. Yeah, boo. And so we were like, we could have gone and picked it up, but instead we actually started a timer <laughs> just to see how cool. long it would take for somebody to pick it up. Right. 90 seconds. Mm. Wow. And then like anytime you'd see something on the ground, again, no longer than 90 seconds was That's it on the ground before pretty a fantastic. staff member came and picked it up. Uh, a, a cast, cast member. member. Or a cast member. <laughs> <laughs> cast Who are the member. Disney nerds in the room? Yeah. Hmm. Disney World. When I, I had this thought when I was in Disney World when I was a kid that Disney World, even though like it, it operates with... Within capitalism, as a city, it operates as the socialist utopia. All the buses run perfectly on time in Disney mm-hmm. World. All the, everything works 
perfectly to like the second things are clean things are controlled by its central governance right and that is what the dream of socialism actually is a city that's like totally controlled and run by that that centrally well and then and it runs so perfectly but again only because it exists within this super super lucrative capitalist outside environment (laughs) and kirsten touched on it too because like when you go to universal studios on the other hand you can tell these people are like part-time employees yeah. <laughs> and they don't really care about their job yeah, there. that's right. And I was telling her about the uh, story. So when Kirsten went to uh, Universal Studios, she ended up um, getting, or she took Aiden's uh, Harry Potter took wand. Took your child's wand. And nice. then she ended up buying uh, a wand for, for Key and the Dumbledore, an elder wand. But the reason why she took my wand, uh, or my kid's wand, is because the one that I got him, uh, I got for him was at this kiosk. Um, selling Harry like Harry Potter wands, and you can choose the wand. You can get Hermione's wand or whatever. Um, and oh, what I cool. didn't really realize in that in Harry Potter land, you can get these interactive wands that you go up to like display windows and mm-hmm. stuff, and you can wave the wand in a certain direction or certain motion, and then the window does cool things. And swish and flick. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> um, when I w- went to go buy Aiden his wand, he wanted a Harry Potter wand so bad. I, I picked, I was like, it's the Harry Potter wand that my son wants. And the guy is like, all unenthusiastic. He's like, do you want a magic wand? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just fucking said I want a wand. Just, yes, that's, that's what I want. He's like, okay, so the magic wand. Yeah, I want a magic wand. Okay. So I went and, I went and bought it, and I didn't realize what he was talking about was magic wand meant interactive wand, more expensive wand. Yeah. Um, and so I bought it, and uh, we left uh, oh, Harry Potter no. Land. So I didn't oh, no. know it did all that shit. Oh, so but so, it was because if it, if I bought it at Disney, yeah. then the person would have been like, "Would you like this magical wand that Here's makes the windows do?" Yeah, they would have called you dear and shown, yeah, yeah explained it for you. Yeah. So you sent Kirsten down there so she could get the use out of the wand. She and, can get the use out of the, the wand. Make the magic yeah. happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. When we're let's remember when we went around and said what house we would live in. Okay. Now what? Everyone say what kind of wand you would have or what it would look like. But you go. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm trying to get over what house we would live in. <laughs> <laughs> Mine, I think, because I like Hermione's wand, and I hate Harry's wand, and the Elder Wand is nice. I'm talking about it in the movies, the way they're displayed. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Newt's is v- neat, but very dainty. I think I would have a thick wand. Okay, Probably so this is what I was wondering, is like, <sighs> who's, like, supple, the properties, <laughs> like, like whippy, or are you talking about, like, the like, what core it would inside look like? it? Okay, I, so you're just talking physical properties of the wand. Yeah, and as long as Because I literally here, know what my wand is. So. Yeah, because yeah. you probably have one from going f- to Ollivander's in Universal Studios, right? No, I have one from going on Pottermore and them telling me what wand I would have. Oh, really? <laughs> I just find that in the movies, the wands are very... I don't know. I don't like Harry's wand. It's got a handle on it. That seems dumb to me. Hermione's is nice, though. It's just like it's kind of... like uh, It's smooth. It's got like a slight... Kind of a gradient to it, and then it has these really nice carved, like flowery, viney things. Are we talking about wands right what? now? Yes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Your thick wand. I just, yeah. Your wand needs a lot of girth. <laughs> no, <laughs> guys, come on. Nice and supple. Can we get this far? No, no, but don't do this. No, really. I, I, I always love in Lord of the Rings so much, like the the design of those movies, and I just feel like in Harry Potter, those movies, they totally balls it up with the way those wands are. And aside from Hermione's and Dumbledore's, the Elder Wand. Well, they're so beautifully described in the books. 
Yeah. You know, the, the, the material, the, the, the action, you know, that you yes. get, their core and everything. Just in terms of, like, character parallels... Eh, sounds kind of weird. I really like Voldemort's wand. It was mm-hmm. it was very light, oh, you know, really? and I like the 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 the, the um the sp- I don't know the speed the the precision like so that I believe that when, wand would have. When uh, Kirsten took Aiden's Harry Potter wand uh, over to Universal Studios, Johnny lent Aiden like Kirsten's husband lent Aiden. Uh, his Voldemort wand just to have, and I was using it, and I was telling Elisa, you know what? If I ever fuck up and forget these spells, I can just attack the person with the other (laughs) side of the wand because it's got this like sharp fingernail thingy. Yeah, I can just slit some throats with that wand. Okay, so once again, to my point of the design in these movies, that to me was a total baloney thing because. Once again, Tom Riddle didn't go into Ollivander's looking like a snake man in black robes, being like, give me the most evil wand you have. Do you have something with that looks like it's made of human bone? Oh. By the way, if Ollivander sh- like, sold that to anybody, I would be alerting the Department of Magical Homeland Security. Keep your eye on this kid, please. He's got a human bone wand. No, the wand chooses the wizard. Yes, it's you're missing the biggest point that. here. Thank you. Look, yes. I know, I but still, the look of that wand is so <laughs> evil. Whereas, like, Harry's wand and Voldemort's wand were supposed to be twin wands. They are. They with twin the core. Cores. With the twin core, yes. So they both should have been a lot more just simple and, is like, uh, just look like sticks of wood. Not Voldemort's with the human bone wand. He shows up for his first day at school. Tom Riddle, he's in grade eight, and he's got a human bone-looking wand. I'd be like, okay, let's k- set this kid up to detention immediately. This, let's keep an eye on this most evil wizard of all time. The core and the material are different. So you can have twin cores and have two wands that look I and act know, completely but visually, visually, sure. though, it's ridiculous that he had a white hook bone wand. Come on. Maybe he made it look like that later. Yeah. Maybe Could it be. started, maybe, maybe he started it started like a thick bone Because he changed his appearance, more right? But yeah, you know what? This is a solid point. We don't know this from the books, but it could have grizzled like him. It could have yeah, evolved okay. or devolved, as it were, like the wizard did. That's what I tell myself at night. <laughs> okay, we should uh, move we can on move here. Okay, let's talk about um, Agents of S-H-I-E-L-D, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, hilariously renewed for season seven before season six begins. Now, did anybody, uh, like, nope. are me and Bud the only ones that watch it? Yep. Yeah. I watched the first season, so that's not helpful. And honestly, I've dropped out. So. <laughs> you dropped out, yeah. <laughs> I, I enjoy the heck out of the show. I really do. I love the characters. I love the story. I love all the things. I really like the music, but there's just a lot of stuff to watch, so I have dropped out recently. There was, yeah. It is, like, one of those ones, if you're going to choose between like the Netflix properties and all the other ones I don't know if I would choose Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Sure. It's the... Just say it. It sucks. No, it's network television. No, it doesn't suck. Mm-mm. It doesn't suck. I don't Karen think it Page sucks. is not in this show, Art. It oh. does not suck. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I don't think it sucks. As for a network television show, I thought it was pretty damn good. Um, especially around the time of um, uh, The Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. You know, the Winter Soldier turned that show around. Like... Because of what the thirty second tie in? <laughs> well, no, the Winter Soldier well, it changed it down completely. Shield. Oh, right? well, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah the, the 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 Winter Soldier, like uh, there were people in Shield that were moles and all that kind of stuff, and and that that translated into the show, and that's what made the show really addictive is to actually see where where they they took it, and they had a lot of really cool, like Bill Paxton was in it, and they really? had so oh, many really that was so cool good. Um, people. Rest in peace, Bill. In it, yeah. and yeah, and. Uh, I think what's happening though with this, because like last season, I don't know if I was really into it. Whether they've they've kind of 
taken the the whole Cree story and kind of watered it down a little bit too too much. They didn't really address the Thanos thing. They they kind of oh. named him a little bit. Oh really? But it was very loosely like it felt like it was completely separate at that point. And then in around the climax of last season, it was like you. Uh, everything was happening because, like, the Kree knew that Thanos was coming to Earth or whatever. Um, but then they didn't end with a snap or anything like that. Mm. Uh, I think what's starting to happen is that I have a feeling that they're going to start transitioning Clark Gregg maybe back into the movies. Wow. Um, no one's ever Coulson? Yeah. yeah. Well, Car- Coulson is the star of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. now, right? Yeah. They have this story. Uh, this story in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of explains how he sort of lived on after the events of Avengers 1. Right. Um, and they don't really address that in the movies or anything like that. But I think with his return in to the movies in, like, Captain Marvel as a bit of a prequel. Right. Also them dealing with, like, I bet you he's going to be in Avengers 4 as well because they're dealing with some time travel stuff, so you'll get to see him um, sort of back in the Avengers or early Avengers era and stuff. Well, you wonder too if, like, if uh, with Fury gone in the snap, if he takes over, you know, like that. It's not called Shield anymore, right? In the movies, they're not. It's no longer Shield. Not really. Like, no. Well, is, they what is Shield. Like, what is Fury and uh, Agent? Uh, uh, how I Met Your Mother. Thank you. In the movies, what are they, they doing? Are we talking about Maria Hill? It, yeah. yeah. Maria Hill. In What's the movies, Maria they Hill don't doing? call it Shield. Right, but they're but still they're still together. Shield. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So yeah, maybe he takes over whatever Shield is now. Coulson. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. I love I love Clark Gregg. I love Agent Coulson. I love his yeah. his humor. His his just very dry wry wit and just very subtle things about him. I I love the character. I was gutted when he first got killed. Um, by that the Chitari whatever it was uh, in in the end, but then he came back. I was so happy about that. I think he's a great character. Would love to see him in more movies. I would be sad if he is not in the next season. He says, being a couple seasons behind, but still, it's the idea of it. I think he. I don't know if he holds the show together, but he's a he's a great thread mm-hmm. throughout it all. There's so much to watch. I don't know if I can go back and start at the beginning. Oh, I'm not convincing you, know? you to go yeah. back. Yeah. How far did you get, Art? <laughs> uh, I think I got a couple episodes in. Oh, a couple episodes? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Okay, well, I mean, there's yeah, so many other that's, things. That's part of it, you know? too, right? Is that anybody that held on to to Captain America, the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. I think that's where the payoff started happening. Mm-hmm. But that was almost like a season and a bit in. Yeah, because 2014 was when the Winter Soldier came out, mm-hmm. that movie. Yeah, and yeah, and this came out um, almost like half a year after the Avengers. Yeah, so it's been around for a while. I yeah. felt like it had promise, too. It's like if all the Marvel properties... Um, and the kind of corners of the universe to explore. Uh, it was like, okay, that could you can make a show out of that for mm-hmm. sure. Well, you know, without a huge budget of making everyone fly all the time, you know, and making an Iron Man all flying all over the place. But I don't know, Sam can't board me. All right, the only the, the the thing that we teased off the top that we sort of have to talk about, but we have a lot of other topics that we could talk about. But let us get let's get this one over with because Art's in the room. Is that there's very possibly <laughs> maybe another season of Daredevil? I mean, we really only have a tweet. Uh, we have a tweet from the showrunner uh, Eric Olson, who's the new showrunner. He just took over season three, and. His, I thought that was the worst season out of the three. Personally, well, it, I thought so I've that. Heard, yeah. And I, and what this is really is them just pitching. Look, we can do a season four. Here's, you know, 
Uh, so season four was essentially pitched for Daredevil, but it could also just be them sort of grasping at straws, like Netflix, give us some more money before. Please don't cancel you know, us like right? all the yeah. other Marvel shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they want to. I'm sure it's like everything else. They want to public beta test it. They want to see what the reaction is in the public sphere. Uh, and season for three was so critically acclaimed. Like all the critics love season three, even though I didn't love it. Uh, but you're, like you're said, clearly not a critic then. Yeah, critic. <laughs> clearly not. But like the whole Disney thing, right? Because we we thought all these properties are just getting yeah. This done was my question: that, right? is how how could this how could this happen? Like, are we going to try and rush a show in before Disney takes all the Marvel properties over? How would this work independently? Well, of- I'm wondering if it's going to happen right away. Like when when Disney t- uh, starts their new streaming service, are they are ready? Like, are they going to have everything yeah. available as far as like all the Netflix shows and everything right away? Maybe they're just going to. Introduce them slowly. I love how you're you're kind of making I'm a snapping, snapping but <laughs> for a visual. Yeah. Did, did you say or did you hear somewhere that Karen Page wouldn't be a part of? This? Why you I'm hate totally Karen Page? joking. <laughs> Art hates this character. She's I, the worst part of Netflix. Of Netflix. Of Netflix. Yeah, she actually. You want? Yes. She's the worst part of Netflix. The whole Marvel universe. Yeah. I hate this one person. Oh, she's like. First, she's like. Uh, paralegal and then she's a journalist and she doesn't do what journalist does and then she, that's why she's just annoying she's just yeah. plain annoying and I just I, oh and then in the last season there was a whole episode where they went into her backstory and I was just like I don't care about this character and she needs to meet an untimely death have you ever heard about these things called puppies? They're like smaller, cuter versions of dogs. They're the worst, and don't get me started on kittens either. I'm Hart Aronson. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's maybe... Why are we comparing Karen Page to a kitten? I don't know. Paul's just being Paul. Um, let, let's quickly zig well, and zag. Oh, no, 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 we got more? I just want to say Please. one thing yeah. about the, 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 those Netflix properties, because I love Daredevil Season 1, 2, and I liked Season 3. And I love the Punisher. I love the first season of the Punisher. I love those two characters, Matt Murdock and Frank Castle. I think they're very strong. And I love the world that they created around those two guys. I don't know if anybody else really fits into that world like they did, those two guys. So if you could get one more season with those two guys in it, and I know they're doing a Punisher season two, fantastic. I'll get it. I'll watch that because Punisher season one was fantastic. But if you could get one more season with those two guys in it, that's that's all I want from those Netflix properties, Marvel Netflix properties. Right well, now. Art, that leads us right to our next possible topic, and that's a, a, a tweet that uh, who was it? Did the Netflix made, and then John Bernthal, uh, who is Frank Castle, the star of Punisher, retweeted it with the words "tick tock," and so maybe possibly this is the beginning of the marketing campaign for Punisher season two, which we know is coming. Maybe late 2018, maybe early 2019. We don't know, but this is all we know: is that John Bernthal is now doing a little bit of. And then, you know, I honestly, I can't really see this. Like, if if Netflix ends up dumping all these because Disney's taking all these characters back for the streaming service, I can't really see Disney doing a Punisher movie. You can't or nope. a Punisher nope. uh, series like Netflix does. Because it's pretty goddamn gruesome. Absolutely. Um, Frank Castle going, I'm going to kill them all. Like, I and just, I love those Plus, scenes. Disney love equals them. no. So, yeah. conversely, we also, like, I, I was always saying, like, at least, like, with, you know, with Iron Fist, with Daredevil, with all these things, like, at least they get introduced into, like, the MCU. But at the same time, I can't see Punisher in an Avengers movie. Or, <laughs> nope. you know, oh, yeah, like, not nope. going to happen. 
He's too like he and like and Daredevil and these it's kinds of characters. So they're gritty. just too gritty, real, down to earth. That's what I love about them. Compared to the more fant- fantastic realm mm-hmm. of the MCU and the and the, the superheroes. Let me posit this theory though that maybe Disney will keep that up. Maybe with them getting into a streaming service. Um, there, that's them saying that, like, look at for so long we've been synonymous with like family friendly entertainment, but now because we own literally everything, we're gonna fuck shit up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of right. It's just like, look at Netflix can do kids shows and adult shows. Mm. We're number one in the interest of making a ton of money. So maybe they will. No. It's like Paul, oh, on- you haven't seen the like the mature crap that's in these shows. Well, like, I know what mature crap is, though. No, guys so getting maybe, their heads, like, beaten in with, like, a car door. Like, there's some really gruesome stuff in these shows. Well, maybe but there's I a know. Netflix and a Netflix dark, you know? Like, yeah, there's, like, well, like, there's a Netflix and Netflix kids. Like, I don't disagree yeah. that Disney's gonna say no to that. Like, Disney is hoarding all of these assets, and it's not to, like, cleanse them so that ooh, no, we're gonna hoard everything, and everything's gonna be nice now. It Like, I don't see why they couldn't Disney couldn't put out organize it like Netflix does. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's not going to be beside Hannah Montana. I mean, it's, yeah, it's not going to be the Frank Castle and Bambi hour. Yeah. Like it's, they're, 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 never the twain shall meet. Hopefully, they'll find a way to divide them into somewhat separate properties under the same Netflix umbrella. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. Well, or like, why not? Why can't Disney in the yeah. streaming service have things like? Punisher. I mean, the, why, why not? The simple answer to the question is reputation. You know, it's not yeah. it's not necessarily been a thing um, Disney. that Disney has been able to do. In Disney the past, so. kills so many parents all the time. Did you ever <laughs> see the Lion King? It's true, and this is what I'm saying. Maybe this is the next evolution in the Disney. They are no longer just a kids' cartoon company. They are an entertainment company, and by the way, the biggest one in the world. So why couldn't they have a stuff that's a little more graphic and adult? Mm. But again. Like I said, the only thing I want it's is Frank Castle and Matt Murdock. And Karen Page. Page. I was going to say killing Karen Page. They yeah. team up. They take Karen Page out <laughs> to, the, <laughs> so good. to the woodshed oh. and just destroy her. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. All right, All right then. On that note. <laughs> so we're at an hour. We could talk about Walking Dead, uh, Once Upon a Deadpool, Detective Pikachu, uh, Guardians 3, or Watchmen. I like that Once Upon a Deadpool trailer. Did you guys see that mm-hmm. with Fred Savage? Okay, let's talk about... Um, we, we already know that Deadpool 2 is going to be re-released around Christmas, uh, repackaged as a PG-13 movie somehow, and I absolutely cannot wait to see how they they're going me. to do this. They, that, absolutely. Well, I'll go back and too. see it again. Yeah. yeah. And well, they've, they, it looks like they've got other, other scenes and jokes that may, might have been cut out mm-hmm. of the original... That was put in for this. The Fred Savage scenes were so good. Like that burn from Fred Savage at the end. Once upon a Deadpool. Kind of prefer Marvel movies. We are Marvel. Yeah, but you're, you know, Marvel licensed by Fox. It's like if the Beatles were produced by Nickelback. It's music, but it sucks. Ooh. 
Wow, that's amazing. Such a good burn. Wow. More, more reasons that this is going to be fantastic. For, for a bird's eye view here, Fred Savage was the kid in The Princess Bride being, being read to the Princess Bride story by, by Columbo. They've recreated that set and, uh, and, and taking the role of the grandfather is Deadpool. And Fred, Fred Savage is still in the same bed, except this time he's duct taped down to it. And he will listen to this freaking story oh. as it is told by Deadpool. And this, this, this portion of it, even if it's just for the trailer, freaking hilarious. I agree, Brian. They have got me. I am so ready for this one. And that's for me. That's why I will watch this because I think you got to be more creative to, uh, you know, when you don't have the R rated, you have to be more creative to be funny. And I think. And I'm kind of hoping for very some, creative. for some silly creative for some yeah. of those these airplane overdubs or you know ridiculous like censorship you know bars or something. I I, I just I desperately want to see how they do this because it will be done in the most fourth wall breaking way i reckon just because these movies are already so ridiculous and and meta and and self-referential that to to take an r-rated movie and trim it down is it can't be anything but hilarious i love this concept so much i i just was curious because i it got me thinking when listening listening back to the last podcast what is your favorite tv swear edit <laughs> oh oh <sighs> You know what? I saw Ghostbusters yeah. on, uh, on television. And so we're talking back in the day. So we're still all very sensitive about swears on television, not even, not even an airplane. And there were, there were two lines that really... And I think these are my favorite, probably because they were like the first that I heard. And they were what opened me up to the world of this kind of... I won't call it censorship, but this kind of cleanliness. So they burst out of the hotel ballroom in the, oh, in, yeah. in the initial scene. And Peter Venkman says, We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. That's what he says. Yeah. In the television version, the door cracks open. It's a really tight shot of him. And he says... Well, that was a real knockabout time. <laughs> well, hang on. Was this like an alternate take that Bill Murray yes, actually they, said? Yes, they reshot this specifically. Because oh. sometimes, like in Shaun of the Dead, you know, you got this F and this and F and that, and then your actors will go back into the voice booth and, and then say, do the clean version. Funk and this or funk. What, what was your, there was a great example. Somebody had a great example of, uh, of something that is uh, expurgated when you. But that's, my, that's what was my question. What was like your, your favorite edit? Like your favorite action? Like mine is The Big Lebowski. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, this is the example oh, I that I like. This one. What do they say? Yeah. The Big Lebowski is like when he's when he's beating up the car in the middle of the street. <laughs> yeah, and right. Like this is what you get, Larry, for fucking a stranger in the ass. Yeah. And then when you see it on TV, it's this is what you get, Larry, for finding a stranger in the Alps. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> the best. That's and he so says good. it over and over, over and over. And over yeah. Again. Yeah. When you find a stranger in the Alps. Yeah. That's so good. But. I'll tell you mine, but back to Ghostbusters. Do you remember? Because my favorite scene in Ghostbusters is when uh, Lewis Tully breaks out of the uh, tavern on the green and runs and like knocks over a garbage can, and then uh, asks, "Oh no!" He asks the horse, right? And then the the horse carriage driver goes, "Hey, I make the deals, pal." He just uh, pulls the cart, and then Lewis Tully runs away, right? He's like, uh, "Look for the sign." He whispers at the horse and knocks over a garbage can, right? And then the carriage driver looks back almost right into the camera and goes. What an asshole. It's one of the greatest lines yeah. of Ghostbusters. <laughs> um, do you remember what he said then? What that nope. one was? I that must have been edited. It had to have been. They, they may have just cut that out. Because oh. there was another portion later in the movie. Walter Peck uh, has shut down the grid, and the police and the mayor are all involved. Yeah. And they refer to him as as Dickless. Dickless. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and then... Uh, 
whoever the mayor or the police officer says, is this true? Yeah. And, and Peter Vangman says, yes, it is true. This man has no dick. In the television, so in the television version, they call him Wally Weasel. And then, is this true? And then, yes, it's, this is true. He is a, a rodent of some kind. What? So these are totally oh, wow. scenes that were shot on the day for this exact express for purpose. <laughs> and I love that. wonderful that yeah. they did that. That's so good. Um, my favorite, I don't even know what movie it's from, but me and my friends to this day, since high school, uh, rather, I can't remember why where my movie it was, but the line was, fuck you, motherfucker. Uh, but we still, to this day, call say to each other, flip you, melon farmer. <laughs> That's mine. So I'm honestly hoping for two hours of this in a Deadpool movie, frankly. I I have to tell you mine. So mine is from Scarface, and they're famously asking in Scarface, um, his face is full of scars. And they ask him, how did you get all these scars? And in Scarface, the line is, from eating pussy. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Oh, no. In the TV version, the edit is, from eating pineapple. If you're just picking up a pineapple and eating it, you're going to get scars all over your face. You get scars all over your face. It makes way more sense. (laughs) That is good. (laughs) I don't know, you guys. I think that's a pod. That was was pretty spectacular. Great pod. Wow. Uh, Let us go. Uh, uh, Kirsten, at the end of the show, we talk about where we can find ourselves on the internet. Kirsten, where can we find you on the internet? Okay, uh, Brian, where can we find <laughs> yeah, you on the internet? Fo- follow our lead. <laughs> Brian, where can we find you on the uh, internet? I'm on Instagram and Twitter, Boytano913, and my Facebook page is my DJ page, DJ Boytano. Paul Plastino. I think that my Harry Potter wand probably would like look oh my God. Here like, we like go. kind of like a bit natural, like a piece of driftwood or something like that. Okay. Anyways, I'm at P-O-L, P-L-A-S-T-I-N-O, wherever online, as well as... Uh, hopefully, Jenny West and I will have a podcast again before the end of the year. I really missed did the our, PJ Party podcast. Thank you. Yeah, PJ Party is a lot of fun, but we just did our like uh, Christmas and burn off a vacation day schedule. Yeah, and you took more days off. I took more oh, days off, so man. Jenny and I don't get back together till like December, and even then, just for one week of yeah. December. Oh, for the so hopefully, a PJ Party podcast will come again soon, before Star Wars lands open. <laughs> <laughs> Art Aronson. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Art Aronson, A-R-T-A-R-O-N-S-O-N. Also on Instagram by the same and Facebook. Also, I'm the host of Between the Stammers, a Canucks unofficial podcast, which you can find on Podbean. And hopefully one day on uh, The Zone's website, actually. I was talking with Boss Man Johnny saying Neat. he might be able to put it under the podcast. He might be able to. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, guy that's, that's why I was me. That's that's two people in this room. That's why I was pointing it at yeah, John, John says, I can do that. John will walk to my office and say, you will do that. Yeah. That, that's that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. No, that well, maybe. Who seems knows? totally doable. Yeah. He's like, I don't know. I can't get a thing on my calculator. I can't listen to radio shows on my calculator. Is that how a podcast works? How does this calculator work? That's me. Kirsten James, special, super special guest Kirsten James. Where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on the internet at Kirsten James. I think I'm Kirsten.James on Instagram and Kirsten James underscore on Twitter. Wow. Yeah. That's I yeah, that's the tough thing about names is getting the same handle on every platform. Oh, don't get me started. Uh, I'm Webmeister Bud on all socials because nobody else would want to call them Webmeister Bud. Uh, and you'll hear me again starting next week. We've had a couple weeks off because Dylan's been away on Bud's Weekly Geek Out Wednesdays at 720 with Dylan and Jason in the morning zone on the zone at 913 on your FM dial or tuner or whatever it is. And I did love you, you all. Oh, did, yeah. You pulled up your Harry Potter wand, though. Oh, what yeah, did it yeah, look sure. like? My, my wand is a, a Rowan Wood with a 
dragon heartstring core, 12 and three quarter inches, and slightly yielding flexibility. So oh, okay. not necessarily yeah. the one that I would choose for myself, um, but is the one that that has chosen me. Interesting. I know. Twelve Harry Potter's one is only twelve inches, but if you look at twelve inches on it, like a, it's not that long. I think I'd have a longer. It's like a want. subway sandwich. Yeah, I'd have a longer <laughs> one. I think. That's amazing. I, I, I'm just Dale? picturing yeah. what is the guys? subway sandwich <laughs> as a wand. I think we're done. Are we done? <laughs> yes. I love you all. Bye.